Welcome everyone to Films with Women in My Life. My name is Brennan and joining me tonight is Nicole. Hello, happy almost Valentine's Day if you decide to celebrate that. I think this might be coming out after Valentine's Day, so happy belated Valentine's Day. Oh, well then fuck you. What? I thought this was going to drop on V-Day, that's why. No, I don't think so. I'm, I think we already had something else come out today. Mama K is also here. Yeah, hey everybody. I'm I'm here. I am also here. Yes. And tonight we have our host pick for January. It's a little late because of our scheduling, but uh, we're going to be doing some close proximity host picks in February. And the first ones is Mama <laughs> K. So, uh, for well, first, if you haven't heard the host picks ones before, it's where one of the hosts picks something for the other hosts to watch, and it can be a regular narrative movie or it could be a doc series of short clips tv episode whatever they want as long as it's under movie length and on one of the six streaming services or whatever that are most common so or otherwise free but okay what did you have us watch this time around well because i was anticipating the valentine's day situation i picked the 1989 romantic comedy classic when harry met sally when Harry, when the Rob Reiner, Nora Ephron, when Je, when Jess met Marie. All right, so that's what we're reviewing today. <laughs> when Jess <laughs> met Marie, yes, the best romance in the film. Um, yeah. I, I, so I'm assuming you'd seen this before, since it's old, and you are also. Yeah, <laughs> I'm opting out. Bye. Um. Yeah, this was 1989. This was the sweet spot of uh, we were wedding planning at the time. We get, got married at the end of the year. And um, yeah, it was it was a sweet spot of everybody. A sweet spot of Billy Crystal, sweet spot of Meg Ryan, uh, Nora Ephron. So um, yeah, it was good. It was a good time. Good pick for this. Had you seen this before, Nicole? Um, something tells me that I have. But really? I don't remember if I have, what, but what I'll tell you what, does. everything, everything <laughs> in the film it was so familiar to me. I really feel like I've seen it before. I genuinely feel that way. So I'm, I'm confused. Gonna... I'm not sure what, the, what you're doing right now. Are you being like... No, I'm being 100% serious. I <laughs> okay, okay. can't recall if I've seen it, but it. I truly feel like I have. Um, I just wouldn't have remembered some of the details, but... For that okay. reason, I'm going to say no, I haven't. I've seen parts of this on TV. On right. TV, I have never seen <laughs> the whole thing all the way through. Maybe that's what I've seen. It. I've seen the. I I know I saw the scene where he, they're in the electronics store and and Singing a couple other things. I, on top, yeah. I've seen the. I the, no, the I've I, seen this. Movie. I've seen the. I'll have what she's having, obviously, but that's probably just like clips. Right. And then I think I've seen the whole last third. The whole last third, I was like, I think I remember all this, so I must have. Turn it on on TV at some point and watch the end of it or something. But I didn't. I had never seen. Yeah. I, it's one of those weird movies that's like lingering in our heads because of something. It's a. T- it's on TV. It's one of those. 80s, it is on CBS, TNT, USA. All those cha- like on Saturdays and Sundays growing up. That's. This is one of those kind of movies, right? So yeah, but yeah. I'd never seen this beginning. And you usually wouldn't catch the whole thing. No, yeah, no, I would never seen. Normally catch. The there beginning. was stuff in here I'd never seen before, but uh, yeah, like half of it yeah. I'd seen. It's kind of key for this movie to catch the beginning, don't you think? I mean, it's like it sort of sets up the whole, you know, the premise of what they're saying. Oh, yeah, I mean, you you friends. get it more when you watch the whole. I mean, not that it's hard to follow, but yeah, um, no. 
Will sex ruin a perfect relationship between a man and a woman? That's what Harry and Sally debate during their travels from Chicago to New York. 11 years and 2,000 miles later, they're still no closer to finding that answer. So, that's a nice little... I disagree with that premise that that's what this is, because I cute... also saw one that said... You, you tell me what you would... The tagline... How would you tag it? That's, that's a cute, vague way to make it. Well, this tagline is, can two friends sleep together and still love each other in the morning? I'm like, what? That's from the yeah. IMDb. And I'm like, no, that's What's stupid about... Really I don't like that, though, because that either. is like... That's like... An hour and not that it's, it's a, I mean, we're going to spoil yeah. this obviously, but it's 30 years old and it's not a movie that really matters. Like, you, you know, this, you know, what's going to happen here. Like, it's not like, complicated. you know, the story, but like, it, like that, that's telling you literally what happens an hour into the movie. That's kind of, I don't know, I like that. The, mine was more vague. Mine was more like, oh, like whimsically sounding. It was more vague, but it wasn't, I still don't think that that's like a, it's, I don't know. That makes it feel like it's a foregone. That makes it feel like it's answering the question is that absolutely not. Men and women can't be friends because, I mean, Harry and Sally were friends for a long time and then they weren't. They even said that in the movie. What would you, what so, would you say to have know. the tagline then? What would you say? What would I, what would I tagline this? Or, yeah, get, one, one or two uh, cents. What would you say? <laughs> Snappy rom-com follows couple through. <laughs> can't call them a couple. You know. Well, I mean, you can. There are a couple I, of people. There are a couple of friends. You can say he follows two Follow people, I suppose, but the, when you say snappy rom-com and then couple, no one's thinking, a couple of friends. <laughs> Maybe. If you haven't seen... Well, I guess then that answers the question that you can't be friends. If you haven't seen When Harry Met Sally, somehow, at some point, like Nicole <laughs> and I might not have, it is on HBO Max. <laughs> it's like the Mandela effect. <laughs> it's on HBO Max, and it might be on TV <laughs> just because it's... The Valentine's Day ish time when we're recording and yeah, when you're listening. Turn on the TV this week. Yeah, so you'll see. Yeah. It'll be. It's floating out there. If you have any interest, we're going to spoil it now. So okay, you pick this because Valentine's yeah. Day stuff. Uh, <laughs> you kick us off more. What? What do you think of this movie? And what? Why did you want to talk about this one? I think looking at at rom at a rom com situation for Valentine's Day for those who celebrate, which I like how you brought for that up. For those like, who celebrate, those who celebrate, basically <laughs> people who have partners, or I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't I mean, know Valentine's Day. That is also a thing, but yeah, it's um, just a, it's a, just a capitalist holiday. It's not really a holiday. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you like flowers, it's isn't every holiday it's just sweet, a capitalist but, holiday now, man. Except for daylight savings time, that's the best holiday. Uh, I'm a big fan of Groundhog Day, and you know we just lost Phil, so you know props. Where'd he go? Phil. But um, it was a he died the day before Groundhog's Day. Uh-huh. You don't know this? I heard mixed things that it was the Virginia Groundhog and not Puxatawney <laughs> Phil. Because Does that mean like nuclear I winter? Think that we would have heard it. A lot more if it was in Poxitawney, Phil, because we're in that region, so. Oh, so it didn't hit the... I mean, this came across my Twitter feed, so... So, like, the, the understudy groundhog died? Yeah, it was... <laughs> groundhog. And I, I don't understand why, because, like, Virginia is not going to get six more weeks of winter ever, so... That's what I'm saying, the Virginia one's legit. the understudy, the, the, the Puxatani, that's the real one. Yeah. Did I pick the wrong movie? Should I have picked Groundhog Day? Is that what, I, is that what we're learning from this? I do like to learn from these podcasts. Uh, Groundhog Day, also great movie. I know thoughts on that. Um, yeah. And also, 
sort of a rom-com. I'd say it is. A com-rom. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he's trying to get it right. So Um, this one is interesting for me because I think that this was the beginning. When you're watching things now, we're so used to like... um, Every all the dialogue being super snappy and Aaron Sorkin-y, blah blah blah, all of that kind of stuff. We're really used to that, and that's what we expect now. That's not what movies used to be. They uh, they used to be rom coms would be so sappy and uh, saccharine and less calm than rom, and just sort of I don't know awful. I mean, we reviewed Ghost, and I think that we reviewed that pretty favorably if i remember correctly yes i I don't think because it was actually uh yeah yes we did (laughs) but i'm thinking that that's more i mean it's pretty sad and that was just a little bit before this but i think ghost is after this used to be more nine oh maybe i think ghost is a year 90 yeah you're right um but i'm thinking yeah but but prior to that like the the Romantic movies were things that you would now see on, like, the Hallmark Channel. That's what it was. And there wasn't, you know, the comedy was bad comedy. It was dad jokes. And I know people like them, sorry. Um, but this was very different because the the writing, Nora Ephron's writing in this was really smart. And I think the people that they had together, uh, sort of this was the beginning of the Nora Ephron, Meg Ryan kind of thing that they they all did together um it was just it's just i don't know more interesting and there and it's more than and it's more than just about harry and sally it is about the secondary couple who become the actual couple couple in this movie um so i think that that's what is still after all this time for me it's fun to watch and it has, you know, there are lines in it, like we were watching it and saying lines before they were coming up and just, you just know all the stuff that they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to sing Surrey with a French on top in really bad, um, you know, in bad form like Mick Ryan does. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think? I don't know that you have a whole catalog of romantic movies before this, um, but certainly there's romantic movies since then. Um, what do you think? Do you think it's not, not as groundbreaking as I sort of thought it was at the time? Um, it's really, really interesting that you bring that up because I just based off of even the, the movies that we've reviewed from late eighties, early nineties, uh, there's been quite a few of them. Uh, I can definitely see a difference of kind of a shift into the nineties with more, um romance and sex and more kissing and just things that would make it more um i guess risque but like not terrible what (laughs) titillating more titillating more titillating (laughs) yeah a little more a little more intriguing to to the watcher um but I think that this is just starting to tiptoe onto that line because, yeah, it has a lot of dialogue that isn't about anything sexual or relationships and the things that they do in the film relationship-wise. Like, it's really lighthearted. In particular, the scene where they go out on the blind date and it's just going so terrible for the set-up dates and 
just perfectly for the counter dates. Like that, it, there's nothing cr- cr- like crude about it. Like they're just having fun conversations. And I really like that about this. I feel like it's not trying so hard to be overly sexual or something as, you know, we kind of see in the 2000s and beyond. It's never been yeah. my, never been my cup of tea. So I, I do like this for that reason. And I think that, you know, I don't have a lot to compare it to, as you said, like I, I haven't watched all the um, 80s rom-coms and I haven't seen a lot of 90s rom-coms, but this, the type of thing I can relate this to just from my experience would be something like a, like a friend's where obviously they're all friends. <laughs> um, right. But there's relationships within that show that, you know, cause problems and, and X, Y, Z. And that's exactly what this movie is. And I think that a lot of things in the future will take from something like this. So it's just that, that genre of late 80s, early 90s rom-com that's just teetering on the edge of getting spicier. That is like the best ones for me like ghost <laughs> yeah i mean that has a little intrigue you know that does i prefer does. ghost to this <laughs> I, I well there's that. no murder in this so there's that no it's di- it's different well that's the thing i was thinking about what i feel about rom-coms and i'm like some of my favorite movies ever are rom-coms and then i'm like but they're not the they're not these like i like her is a rom-com but that's not like this because it's with the his machine and uh, Moonrise Kingdom. That's a rom com, but that's not like this at all. So they're, they're I, my the stuff that I like where it's a comedy with two characters falling in love. Not the same as uh, this. And then this is this predates the Matthew McConaughey Jennifer Lopez kind of run yeah. of oh, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Foot Failure face, to launch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they all they're all kinds of different stuff. And yeah, then the wedding planner. Uh, I love the They're still making that. Uh, there's one out yeah. right now with Owen Wilson and uh, Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez? She's still yeah. going? Yeah. Yep. Where she marries him because he has a sign at a, at one of her concerts that says, Marry Me, and that's the name so of the she movie. Does. Yeah. That's got a 60% of Rotten Tomatoes last I checked. I don't know what's <laughs> well, going on. This is 91%, and I think that that's because it was. Well, this is this is good. This is actually like pretty good. Uh, I don't like the beginning of this. I don't really like this until they're in their thirties. Before that, it's a little. It kind of grades me. He grades me. Yeah, she grades me. Their interactions are not. I mean, perhaps that's intentional. I don't think quite as it's. I think it's supposed to be a little funnier than I found it. But they 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 bothered me until they were in their thirties, and then then though I settled with it. They're a little more relaxed now, and they're not so like extra i don't know if they're trying to like be extra because they're you know they're what billy crystal was about 40 and meg ryan is probably in her mid-30s so yeah that that well i I no, he's older than her by like 15 years 20 i mean the the actors who played like the actors not the characters but like no we're talking about that's what we're saying how old is meg ryan in this (laughs) she's 60 right now and we looked him up he's what 74 Oh wow, yeah. she's so she is in she is in her early thirties in this. Yeah. Okay, hey, no, she's well, she younger than that. Anyway, so when yeah, well, nineteen eighty, he's like forty. We're in talking this. thirty-two years ago, so 
She was in her 20s. Yeah, so she was 28, late 20s. That's what oh, I would uh, guess. She's late 20s. And he was like 40. And he was almost I didn't realize 40, the gap was that wide. Which is exactly what happens all the time. Well, they used to be really wide. I like mean, the old, old stuff. Oh, it wasn't even right. right to comedy, but the old gaps used to be like 20... <laughs> 25 year olds and like 55 year olds in like the yeah Cary Grant and Joan Fontaine yeah, like okay Humphrey Bogart and uh yeah. what's her name uh and Laura yeah, McCall yeah which they do in this movie yeah. they watch I was thinking about that because they watch Casablanca yeah. in this movie and I'm like the distance between yeah. this movie and Casablanca is only like 10 years more than the distance of now and this movie it's <laughs> oh I don't like that yeah, like I think the distance from now would be like to to then would be like I don't know, like the original Star Wars maybe or like something like, like Yeah, I don't like your math when you do things like that. I so. just say Barbara Walters for scale. They're they're black and the black and white days to them is uh is like this to us um in in distance. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. but once once we once they're modern day and then once the better couple come in the the uh, Carrie Fisher and what's his name, Billy what's Bruno name? Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby, yeah, both both yeah. both deceased. R.I.P. to both. Um, I know. Oh yeah, both. God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, but, I'm thinking like when this when the point you brought up about like not really liking them in the beginning, I think is actually it's by design, and I don't think it's because they're extra. I mean, when they meet, so you know, storyline when they meet, they meet. Just as they finish college, so they're 21, 22 years old, University of Chicago. And um, I think at that point in your life, you are this sort of self-important, you know, you don't mind saying your mind to people and you're right and people are wrong. And, and that's how they come across, both of them. I find him infinitely more irritating than her just because he's uh, he seems like he's, um, I don't know, a loafer. And she's more, she's focused and he seems like he's just going to, I don't know. In the beginning of this movie, it feels like he's going to take her for a ride because she's, I mean, literally she's driving him across the country and he just seems to be not all that thankful or grateful or something. I missed I don't why she had to bring him. They just, they decided that they were going to share expenses on this because the one journey, the mutual friend, girlfriend, who right. they forget. And I also forget her name uh, later, but the girl at the beginning, <laughs> Amanda, forgotten her name. Oh, it's Amanda. <gasps> Amanda. Yeah. Amanda, you didn't even remember her. You didn't even remember Amanda. Um, <laughs> and then when the whole Joe thing happens, when, you know, they meet and I think that airport scene is really funny though. Cause I remember the first time I saw it, that he recognizes Joe and doesn't recognize Sally. I thought um, he recognized her. I thought he did too. I thought he was and he playing. Just didn't he didn't say right anything. I, I totally think he looks looked right through uh, her. So oh, I, th- I, I thought think he just was not saying anything to her because they had that conversation and he remembered that and was like awkward. I thought he was playing That's it possible. cool that whole that whole segment of the story that whole middle not even a middle segment yeah, but, middle age for them like the the five year yeah. gap between. But then he bugs her by sitting next to her on the plane. That's like worse. Yeah, but I think it's like pulling on the pigtails in the in the in the playground kind of. Oh, those, that's, and that's that's what I get from him. That's what I get from him. Yeah, that's possible. Um, yeah, I do like when they decide to be friends and they go to the 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 Metropolitan Museum of Art and all of that kind of stuff, um, and how it's not obvious to them. Especially once they go on the double date, um, 
with Bruno and Carrie Fisher, Marie and the double. That's my favorite scene. Donnie. I think of the movie is the double date. Yes. Yeah. I love the way that it's obvious that Sally and um, Bruno Kirby's character are just so acerbic to one another. Bruno Kirby like, is great at that scene. The way he blows her he up. Like, so oh, she's also she also right. her go, oh. <laughs> just uh, yeah, just like her up and down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the look, that's what it is, the up and down look. Like, mm. <laughs> Well, and he's the reason I became a writer, so, you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, once the second they connect, uh, uh, Marie and Jess connect across the table is like, that was, that was, yeah. might have been my first genuine laugh out loud moment, because they were like, like smiling, amusing, amusing things before that. That made me actually laugh. That was pretty good. Yeah, I don't. Are rom-coms supposed to make you laugh, though? I mean, like that? Are I would like do, something with comedy in the smile? name to make me laugh, you know? Well, I mean, but just are they just supposed to kind of make you happy? There's some bit? that make know. me laugh. Things like um, Knocked Up and All Now, they make me laugh, and that's a rom-com. Yeah, that leads more on the comedy side, which are definitely the ones yeah. I prefer. Yeah. Well, and I was surprised by watching it. So this is probably the first time I've watched it in a long time where it wasn't just, like you said, on TV, and so it's, you know... Uh, expurgated and everything and the fact that Callie Callie um what's her name Sally sorry um <laughs> to the title well um Sally says the f word twice I was like I don't remember this I don't remember it and effective use did... it could because they don't use it all the time so when they use it it, it actually yeah. like, it like snaps your attention I, I think it, it, it does uh, it's and smarter the... than it's used nowadays curse words are a little uh thrown about these days kids these well days. and the Lost fact that it's intensity. only yes they have yeah yeah you have to actually call somebody something really terrible yeah you need like a slur then... that'll cut through yeah okay well no i'm not interested in that <laughs> jesus but, um, no it feels like but that also feels <laughs> like a low blow that doesn't feel like uh it doesn't feel like um it's, it's not, not the smart same. it's just no it feels and and you're never gonna like a character using a slur you can like a character who curses you can't like a character who uses slurs well yeah i love i mean i i love cursing i there's i i love words for that reason but the fact that they had sally use it twice was really kind of interesting and um i think that having you know it groundbreaking for like nora efron to be doing this and um having I just think that they were such a cute, not cute. What's the word I'm like? like a, it seems like it was such a cozy little clique of people making this movie, which I think now that there are people like that too, where it's always the same people coming back, but it's usually an Adam Sandler film. So yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> people, people, people aren't all that excited sometimes about those kind of things. Um, and I'm sure there, and I know that there's other people that also film a lot together, but um, it just felt like it was, a cozy thing and like i said it was in the sweet spot of a lot of them so this kicked off you know things like sleepless in seattle and you've got mail and those all are the same vein of this movie i mean you might she be found her niche for a while didn't she yeah and she did and the writing you know nora efron i think was involved in both of those as well wrote wrote both of those it's just it's just evolved and then she dropped off Nicholas the map. sparks oh it was like the nicholas sparks but, of the but, 80s but, and 90s yeah that yeah, a little, a little better. I mean, the Sparks is pretty trashy. Like it's pretty like, <laughs> like it's it's pretty it's pretty like like dollar store like writing. It's like dollar store, but not Dollar Tree because you don't you don't fuck with Dollar Tree. So right. it's 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 Dollar General. It's 
So oh. <laughs> it sounds like you guys are leaning more towards Harry being your favored. I mean, your your least favored character here. No, she annoys uh, me too. I don't like yeah. them. I guess I don't really like. I like. I they're amusing. Really? Okay, let's talk about that. You don't like them. You don't like them together. Or you don't like them as people. I don't like them as people. And by the time I like them as people, I like them as friends. And I don't like the message of the movie that no men and women can't be friends. I disagree with that message. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that I just like don't work like it's it's like uh it's it's objectively well made and like holds up better than a lot of especially comedies comedies have the some of the hardest time holding up rom-coms i think even more so other than woody allen movies i can't think of any from before the like 2000 that i would ever watch um but it's it's uh i don't like the message and i don't like the, the the lead characters very much they're not like I don't want to be around them. She, her, the way she orders stuff is so infuriating and like actually infuriating. Not like at the end, like oh, it's I, oh, it makes me mad, but I love you for it. Like no, I do not love you for it. Do not do that. It makes me very upset. I, it, it bugs me to order no tomato on a burger. Like let alone all the shit she's doing. Um, Nicole, what do you think about? Do you like do you like these characters? Do you uh, are you rooting for them? Do you think the message is bad? Um well, I have to say I quite like Harry in this. I think okay. he's honest and I think he is d- delightful. <laughs> I like his his personality. Um I think he's funny and that's someone that I would want to be friends with too. So, um I actually I like him find him Sally. kind of I kind of I find him kind of charming if I'm being honest and I think that they did her a serious disservice in the movie by making her so ditzy. She is so much smarter than what she comes off as and I don't like how they portrayed her as this like selfish person. I don't I don't think that that was the right move. Like uh I think it Do would have been Do you think she was selfish? I mean, I don't know if selfish is the right word. I would say um, I mean, she's pedantic. She's she's very, uh, you know, she's got her own set of rules that she plays by. And yeah, and I think it. that that kind of falls into what Brennan was saying too. Someone that thinks they are, are entitled to take up that much time to <laughs> order something crazy like that and think it's fine, or um, you know, the whole situation with the girlfriends and they're all talking about dating married men and right all of that was just it didn't seem like it was in character for her um but i mean the couple i actually thought that they were i thought he was really rude the friend (laughs) um i didn't like him uh but that's like that's a brennan character so yeah yeah that's a brand well, character. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> I like Jess. I like I like I the two of th- I exactly. like the two of them specifically together because every time Well, Harry I would and never Sally... date someone that was rude about my friend. He called her and ugly. She did? Yeah, I don't think Marie is very much of a character to be honest with no, you. No, I, I agree. I don't I think I think Marie Jess is Tinder. And Harry and Sally... Marie sets everyone up. You just go through her Rolodex. That's that was the yeah. old the old Tinder. <laughs> Yeah, you go through you go through the Rolodex. You go through married men, and you know I like I do the subtle jokes in here are funny. Like when she's like, "Oh, he's married," and she just sort of 
she doesn't throw the card out. She just kind of dog ears the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know whether that makes him more attractive to her or whether he, she's yeah. just putting him, you know, in the hmm file. The other so, thing about Sally that is kind of frustrating is she talks to Harry. I feel like I'm saying the word names wrong, but that's their names, right? Yeah, Harry not Callie. Not yeah. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say Henry. Yeah. <laughs> um, when... <laughs> When uh, Harry breaks up with his girlfriend and, and, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not thinking about her and whatever. And she's like, well, you shouldn't be. And, you know, you're just going around having sex with all these women and blah, blah, blah. But then when her ex is getting married, she's allowed to have this this breakdown that leads to the uh, on an ultimate um, thing here with them having sex. Like, I don't like yeah. her double standard here. Why can't he be upset about it? And why are you lying about not being upset about it? I don't like that. I just think, I think that's just the difference in their characters. And he was, he was uh, left by his wife, Helen. I mean, he wasn't, he didn't leave his girlfriend. He, he's the one who got, was holding the bag. Just, just like she was with, well, Joe, I mean, they were a sort of an amicable quote unquote breakup, but we know that that's not really what happened. Um, I mean, well, Sally. She, she doesn't want to be, but that was another thing of her complaint. She she doesn't miss him and want to be with him. She's just mad that he's moved on. That's an. Yeah. I think that goes back to Nicole's point. Is she's kind of. I wouldn't say selfish. She's self centered. She she can't really see beyond her own world. Whereas yeah. Harry, I kind of. I do like Harry more. Not that I love him, but like he he seems to take into. He seems to understand how things work, and she seems very. Like, I can't see literally past whatever my little bubble that I'm doing is. Yeah. Part of her is really idealistic, and I think that that's common. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but women tend to be idealistic like that. And even, and especially on the older, you know, in the 1980s and before that, there, you know, there's... um, Everybody seems to be doing really well in their careers in New York, but there's still this, you know, there's still this piece that isn't working for them. So it's hard um, to even blame misogynistic writing since it's a, you know, a woman writing it, but, uh, <laughs> no, you, and you can't, I mean, women can still be misogynist, but it's just, it's, it's a tougher side. Right. No one was going to be ready for anything more than this. That's in exactly what I was thinking so. too. What else can you do at this time anyway? Yeah. They they weren't ready for you know some rebellion icon and to come out and her know. to be bisexual or something. <laughs> yeah, let's see let's see that movie. Let's see the Marie when Marie <laughs> met Sally. Yeah. <laughs> then it's just like a it's like the show Girls at that point. Without Lena. <laughs> uh, so, right. That is a very yeah. different type of um, rom com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different. That's a whole thing. Um, yeah, very different, right? <laughs> very different. Um, but it might, I mean, I don't know. Will it surprise you to let you know that I have actually never seen Sleepless in Seattle, nor You've Got Mail? Um, I have also never watched this because they look bad. Or at least you got mail well, does. Yeah, well, I just think, I don't know. For me, it was like, I think it was like, this is the movie and I don't need more because those are definitely more of the same of the same thing you've got a little Mm -hmm. bit you know you've got some dead people in it i guess that that makes it a little different but (laughs) and a kid but that makes me less interested too so 
I want to just, I want to just hang out with the wagon wheel table people who think that she's doing baby fish mouth on their, you know, Pictionary situation. Um, Is that why you say baby fish mouth because of this movie? Or is that it's from exactly something else? exactly why I say baby fish mouth. Yeah, I heard that and I was like, things. I was like, why are they saying it's weird? I'm like, I thought that was a saying. And now I realize it's not a, a saying. Unlock your core it's memory. something you said. <laughs> You're all like, why is baby fish mouth wrong? I yeah, they're, well, they're like, I, I, I figured it was baby talk because it, it's obvious. But like, they made fun of him for saying baby fish mouth. I'm like, I thought that was a real thing. That was like Brennan's, that's one of Brennan's inside out memories that they just flicked on in his head. Oh, I remember that's right. when my mom said this. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, yeah, well, probably... I, I just thought it was thing, like a like a thing people said. There might be a few other ones that came from that movie that might just have slipped your, you know, your noggin. So mm. I didn't realize until watching it again, like how many, we do say a lot of quotes from a lot of movies in our house, so... I don't know surprised. if I'm I don't know if I'm surprised per se that you haven't seen those. I think that you were m- more into other directors or something of that time like like uh who's the pretty in pink guy? John Hughes. Yeah, that was er- that was mid 80s. That was before all of this. So John Hughes, yeah. Yeah, most of his was before this. I I think I mean, at this point, we had just gotten married, and so we're, you know, by the time a couple of these came out, we're, I was probably, you know, up late nights with kids, so that's probably part of it. I was probably actually sleepless in Seattle without being in Seattle, <laughs> so. So what do you think about, so, okay, the score of this movie is particularly fun for me. I think it's really, uh, it suits it very well. I know that Harry Connick Jr. is not everybody's cup of tea, but he did a really good job here and actually won a Grammy, I think, for... Uh, some of the jazz vocalings in in here and just hearing it had to be you and oh i just i i just think that's super charming um but there was something i learned um at the end of this movie watching the credits is that the cut scenes we didn't talk about any of those during this movie there are these oh, yeah. cut scenes with these couples who um older couples who tell their story oh. about how how they met and all of that and i it's always been part of the movie that's very charming for me and i think that it's nice cuz um this movie would have been about an hour and 10 minutes long without those i think um those I are not couples i noticed what i noticed they're just actors Oh, you guys was... thought they were, like, real? Why not? Why wouldn't they be real? You could find old people like that? I don't understand. Because the, the little stories they're telling are supposed to be, they're supposed to provide an entertainment. They're either supposed to they be, like... They can still be couples, and you can just give them a, a skit, like... I guess you could, I guess you or... could find decently acting couples to, to do a scene, but... Uh, it didn't surprise yes. me that they, that they were... No! I was, like... These people did not. She did not live on the fourth floor. He lived on the twelfth. That wasn't real. Like I was not <laughs> happy about finding this out because that was that's sort of like a little. Um, I love that that little piece of this movie, and now I'm like, oh, you guys have lied to it me. It was all fake the whole time. <laughs> I wish I liked some here. of those more. There's one. The, that one was okay. That the first floor, ninth floor one or whatever. But the the only yeah. one that like I, I I actually like really like liked the whole writing of it was the uh, guy who got divorced and then remarried thirty five years later, and she corrects him or like 
reminds him what yeah, actually the- happened every time. And he's happy right. as could be sitting there like, oh, yeah, what a good life I've led. And she's like, yeah, okay. Well, Sally <laughs> does that to Harry, too. Sally does that to Harry in the movie. Um, he says, you know, oh, I, it was something. And then she says something. And he goes, yeah, right, that. You know, like, yeah, that's what I said. But that wasn't what he said. So That's some um, of my favorite parts is writing like that. I kind of like that. I also did not like that couple at all. I like the Chinese couple at the end. They were fun where he's like, I went over and she was doing laundry. And I thought, if I didn't like her, I'm not going to marry her. And I'm like, dang. And then I told the guy, I, I thought she looked nice. And it was like, what guy? I mean, who was this guy? <laughs> well, they made it sound believable. Like they were just talking about something from their past that we were we were supposed to know exactly what they were talking about. I know. I just, I, I. I've always enjoyed that part, and then I was like, oh, man, I should not read credits. It's a lie. <laughs> it's all a lie. It's all just made up. for, and, and they did such a good job for 30-some years, and now... What do you think? What do you think about the very end? At the party? The speech and the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a cringe for... Okay, here we go. This, is, this goes on the cringe side of the checklist. Why is this one cringe? Yeah. Because it's okay until, you know, I, I'm fine with the whole, my whole life, I don't know what this, this song means. Does it mean that we're supposed to forget people that we we know or not remember people that we've never, you know, met? And then, I don't know, something about the way her mouth moves when she says, I think it's just about old friends. And I was like, <laughs> every time it's a little bit of a throw up in my mouth. I don't, it's, I don't like it. I'm not sure why no one has a problem with this i hate the part where he goes i i he says i love you and she says i hate you i hate you like then they kiss (laughs) yeah so dumb i just don't like that they're together at the end like yeah i was gonna say they were better as friends i don't like them together (laughs) well can men and men and women be friends let's be let's talk about that was like that's i want that to be like our ending thing unless you guys have something else you want to talk about that's um, I have one thing. No, I think missing, that's a good but... place well, for us to end because that's where did, they kind of ended. I had a couple yeah. music things first before we do that. Oh, okay. I don't like uh, the Louis Armstrong songs in here. They're irritating. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're you walking so in wrong. New York and I'm covering a song. I'm like, no, I don't. Oh, it's in the beginning. Yeah. There's a couple. I'm like, oh, God, I don't. It, it just puts me in a place. It puts me back in, like, not. It makes me feel like Jess, like not in the movie Jess, our the co-host, our co-host Jess, where like this isn't ever, this was never good, and why did we accept this as like the like acceptable? Uh, no. Are you talking and, about Louis Armstrong music was not good? I don't really stuff? think it's very good. I think it's kind of all one oh, note you, and irritating. You're a hundred percent not correct. I think of the final scene in You Got Mail, which I think I've seen the last third of that, as similar to this, where. There's a it's the big it's the Lou it's the wonderful world is playing over at the end and I'm like this is not this anger <laughs> I'm getting angry this is not how it's supposed to be the other thing was Dude, when they I play don't understand you at all that was the last song we played at our wedding <laughs> and I don't know if it was he the, wasn't there to criticize I don't know if one of the covers was Winter Wonderland one of the Louis Armstrong bits or if they just played it I don't remember I just remember noting it. Because I had to look up who Parson Brown was, because it sticks in my it sticks in my craw every time, it makes me very upset when they want to pretend to be Parson Brown. And then 
or they make the what? snowman Parson Brown. And apparently, for people who don't know, I did not know this, but <laughs> it's not a real person exactly. It means uh, either like a pastor or a clergyman, someone who can like officiate a wedding. And so that's why. Didn't... What? You didn't know what a parson was? I didn't know who Parson. I thought Parson. We'll pretend that he is Parson Brown. I don't know who Parson Brown is. Apparently, Parson <laughs> Brown. Like Carson Daly? I thought Parson Brown was the name of some dude that they were pretending the snowman was. <laughs> and he's not. He is. He, it is. An, it is a name for clergyman or pastor who can marry you, and that's why. Yeah, that's like, you married. We'll say no. Like the, oh my god. Well, I say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. That's why the next. That's why that next. No, man. <laughs> that's why he can do the job when he's in town. Yeah, it makes a lot more Brown. sense to me now. I never thought about it. Oh my so Parson god, Brown. Brennan! I feel like I've failed you somehow in this. So both in the Louis Armstrong and Parson Brown situation. I just I. There's a lot of things I didn't like in this movie. It was still fine. Like I wasn't, I wasn't actively disliking it. But every time I started liking it, something would stick in my craw, and I'd be like, "I don't like this anymore. Why is it doing this? It's irritating me." Why is it doing a lot, this? a lot of chalkboard moments, nails on chalkboard moments in here. Uh, ending. Go wow. ahead. All right. Okay. Go ahead. Do, do the ending. Is that are those the only musical? <laughs> those are the, those are my notes. Are... Louis Armstrong overrated. Okay. Parson Brown is is can marry you. Not a real guy. Okay. <laughs> not oh a my real goodness. guy. No, I was expecting um, him to be some famous guy, but apparently not. Oh, he's a God. person. The person's like a preacher. Um, okay, so yeah. So can men and women be friends? And not that I really think that that really has a lot to do with this movie, but in today's day and age, is it possible? Back then, was it? And how does that qual? How do you qualify that? How do you qualify if you can be friends with someone? How do you qualify? Well, the Harry's take on it is that, well, yeah, women can think you're friends, but dudes are always want to always want to fuck you. So it's like, uh, is I that mean, still true? I find that 100% <laughs> false. Um, okay. I have a lot of male friends. Uh, my colleagues at work, I talk to on a daily and not basis. Not just the gay and- ones. Not just the gay ones. I do have a lot of gay friends. But besides that, the straight ones, um, I don't think there's any sexual um, or more than just friendly attraction that I don't well, think there yeah, would... but what do you... Yeah, by saying friendly attraction, though, what is that? What are you saying? Like, what is that? That we that we enjoy each other's presence to a certain boundary. And I think that that yeah. many people can say that, but... I don't think that either of us are yearning for a, a smooch or something. Yearning for a well, smooch? But... I don't think we're yearning for any physical touch. <laughs> in front of Parson Brown. I don't... <laughs> I don't think that I would have to worry about my relationship with my colleague going to the next level because I don't think either of us would be interested in that. Do you feel like your friendship, though, would be on the same level as like... Because like, Harry and Sally had a pretty... Close friendship. I mean, they were, you know, they would go shopping together and then their best friends are getting married to one another. And, and, you know, that's a close, that's, it's a friendship, but it's a really close friendship. It is. It is. Um, so this particular friend I have in mind, he's been to our home before and I talked to him 
um, outside of work hours over the phone, but like Brennan knows this person and like, what? I said, he's a nice guy. I like that guy. I, I, oh, I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I thought like, he said he's nice looking. <laughs> uh oh. Is this turned into a different. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a whole different. When Harry met Harry. handsome young man. <laughs> <laughs> when um, Harry met Jess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't think it would ever go past the level of what I, I am expecting it to be right now because there's just a mutual trust and I think it's totally a uh, possibility for. Uh, male and female to just be friends. I think Brennan has a pretty clear example of that too. Yeah, my co-host okay. of the show for three years. The uh, you know the the other woman who's not on tonight is my platonic <laughs> friend. Jess. Of, uh, the, the yeah Jess our Jess the co-host Jess not Jessica. Jess. Jessica. She doesn't yeah. like when you three. Her she feels like she's in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get, I think there are people who can't, and I, and I know some, and I kind of think less of you as a person if you are unable to be friends with someone of the opposite sex, who, you know, excluding, uh, if, you know, gay, like, the gold gay friend, like, if you can be attracted to the opposite sex, but be friends with someone and not ever think anything else is going to happen. Because I I, I I can't speak for Jess, but I don't think Aunt, like I can only speak for herself. <laughs> don't th- I can assume I'm assuming, but I like I don't think either of us ever thought about that ever, and I have never had an interest. And I, that that goes for other friends that are women that I've had in the past too. But so what? On the other hand, there's another oh. mutual friend of Brennan and Jess's that is the total opposite of Brennan that would hop on that chance. The second that they had yes. it, yes, yes, that's what I'm saying. So, I have friends who who I do not think can be friends with the opposite sex unless they are unattracted to them. In which case, they probably wouldn't be friends because I don't think they would spend their time with someone of the opposite sex. With that somebody they that they're not to. attracted, just to. denying yeah. them all yes. the time. And that is part of the yeah. reason why I, that I like I, I get people are different. I kind of think less of you if you can only be someone with the opposite sex if you're trying to fuck them. And you're only going to be friends with them if you are just waiting in line for a turn to pounce. I don't, I don't have that, that, whatever that gene is in me. I don't think Nicole does. And I don't really, I don't, I don't think that's a good quality of a person. So I would say if you are more evolved, then yes, men and women should be able to be friends. And not have any sort of weird sexual tension. I'm just saying, since I've known you. It's not that hard. I don't know if Mama K has ever brought up a male friend to us. I'm just saying. I haven't heard of one in five years. Well, all their friends now are like, they're, they're like married couples that hang out. And I not all, but like, you know. Uh, yeah, most, I mean, most of them are. I have, I have a couple of friends that are, are married and I don't know their wives. So, mm. um, just because, I mean, it typically happens with work, right? You meet people at work and you don't necessarily um, That's true. know their families or, or whatever. Or, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm just, it's interesting because of, I think, by putting it on the mail in this situation in the movie, it just makes it, it's good to hear from Brennan's point of view that it, that's not necessarily the case and that, 
he thinks less of people who can't keep it in their hands. And I honestly, well, I might be in the minority for men, too. I don't think... I feel like, I do feel like that. And I also feel like men... But I I think less of the men who can't just be friends with women and not and who get, who get like it's it's the fact too that they they won't they won't even take the time to be friends with a woman who they don't find attractive because what is the value of having a friendship with that's a woman who you will never be able to fuck it. that's just like i don't understand like it's a really dumb mindset it's a really like caveman like like it's really totally stupid is. mindset like like you have no value to me unless i could fuck you it's it's it's, it's a stupid i don't i don't it's somebody. It's people yeah. that are like totally run by their biological imperative, as opposed to so thinking with their yeah, brain. We've evolved you know? from stick cave hitting rock people. Like we can, we can, yeah. do we can do a little. Some people are still there, you know. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. On both, on both, on both sexes. So <laughs> all sexes. I'm gonna go gender. Yeah. All the yeah, I'm sure it happens with women uh, too, but you know, and, th- and then I think it's also I could see women more likely getting jealous if a guy has a platonic friend who's a girl, but genuinely does. But I could see I I am I wrong saying that a lot of women would get it's not all, it's all I'm thinking but some of this girl who jealous. I'm thinking of this girl who role plays on TikTok who. I, we probably have all seen her where she goes, oh, Jason, remember last year when we were each other? Oh, she's the best. Under the mistletoe. She's, she's very talking funny. To yeah. her, talking to the new, Jason's new girlfriend. And it's so, people are like, if I didn't know this was fake, I would be trying to beat you up. Like Her character <laughs> is chill so girl. Like she's, like, she's like his friend, but she's always flirty with him. And it's obvious. But, uh, and there was some sort of sexual tension there before. I mean, it's it's so... It just depended on the person. Yeah, I, I but if you have that, I think less of you a little bit. Sorry. Parties, so, like, <laughs> if you have that, if you have that gene, if you haven't uh, figured out how to be not that way, <laughs> that women have value beyond just yeah. I don't want to say it like that because it makes me sound like like kind of like I don't know preachy or lame, but like it's just, it's just like obvious to me. Really? I don't know why it's it- not obvious. It's pre it's preacher lame to actually value half the world for something other than just procreation. Using the younger really, kid slang, it makes me seem preach. like a pick me, and I don't want it to come off that way. I don't I don't enjoy that. I don't think it comes off well, I'm older telling you I don't think it comes off as pick me. That probably doesn't mean a whole lot, so No. Yeah. Doesn't. I still think it's a pro- I still think it's it's problematic and I still and especially when you have a situation like their situation turned on such an emotional uh, a thing that happened to to Sally, and I think that 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 happens. Like you get you, you get caught up in the you know your endorphins are going crazy, and Harry's the way he is anyway. Um, and it's a bad it's a bad mix. And I think I, the first time I saw this movie, I it was I didn't want them to get together at the end because I was like I don't know it feels wrong and melodramatic and so now you're glad they do no i'm not glad they do i just know that they're going to so i'm okay with it you know just like i'm uh, okay with louis armstrong and parson brown and all this other stuff that bothers you within the movie but and, he's parson brown now get the fuck out of here i don't want any of that you know what? i'm not okay with okay. go ahead no i'm, I'm not okay really with almost stupid. every Please say it. Please say it now. I just got something really stupid to say, but... Say um, it now. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've kind of moved on to the incel population, so I don't think we have much value to add to anything that they think either. The Brennan. incel population. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know about the incels? Oh, well, that's I not... mean, I've heard. I don't really know what it is, though. I mean, uh, we, that, we'll have to talk about it. We'll have to pick maybe on another episode where we have a more incel character to talk about. They're out there. There's some interesting <laughs> ones fine, to talk that's about. That's fair. Okay. Look, that's on, another twenty minutes I like to spend. So we don't have that kind of time. Uh, did you have anything else? Time, no. Well, okay. Before we wrap right up. Now. No, that's it. I'm. Thank you guys for watching. I know that you know. I throw it back to times way before. So. Um. <laughs> I think Nicole kind of enjoys that. it. Nicole likes older movies, like not old, old, but like 80s and 90s movies. I don't know what it I is. Do. You seem so to this was like them more. Better than Cas- than me choosing Casablanca? Yes, but one day I okay. am going to make us watch Cleopatra, so. We're going to do Cleopatra one day. i get some time available for that. Yeah. Maybe a spring break. <laughs> spring break. <laughs> I still prefer Ghost, but yeah, this no, is fine. That's... <laughs> I think that's all I have. Uh, this was a good choice. Thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, right. So Happy there... Valentine's Day, everyone who celebrates. <laughs> for, the, for those who observe. Uh, so that is the end of this year. When Harry met Sally. Yeah. When Harry, yeah, when Harry met Sally. Uh, tournament should be wrapped. We don't know who won because we were taping before this, but uh, it's down to myself and Nicole as of taping. Highly uh, suspect that only men pictures are left to choose from but people um, vote i i can't i don't get to last year it was all men too uh, this year it's all white men i know last year it was this at least a, a diverse cast of uh, men but it's yeah, every right. year the final four has been men-centric movies so i'm just gonna so say what gonna do <laughs> congr- congratulations to brennan now since i already think he's gonna win and it's gonna be past the time so uh, well, thank you. It'd be nice to get my first win. And well, okay, congrats on not coming in last for the first time since we've started doing the tournament. Woohoo! I hate you all. <laughs> nice solid third. There you go. Uh, if you want to reach out to us to recommend uh, things to watch, we've just done a couple of listener suggestions and we've got some more theater stuff to get to in a few weeks here, but we'll restock the list and get back to it in the summer, maybe. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host and email the show films with the women at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on for okay's host pick no thank you guys till next time this is brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies thanks for listening to films with the women in my life if you enjoyed being a listener in our life please rate and subscribe on apple podcasts or on your favorite podcast app keep up with the latest from the show on instagram at brennan underscore pod host on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.